Welcome back to another episode of Gain, Grow, Retain. For today, we've got Tom Berigree, who is the product marketing lead at GetResponse. Uh, so Tom, I appreciate you joining us today. I think you're at the end of your day. I'm at the start of my day, uh, just given the, the time zone difference. So um, how are you feeling after your after your Wednesday? No, good, good. Wednesday's a no meeting day for us, so I'm breaking the rules a little bit here, actually. Sure <laughs> but, um, no, it's cool, it's cool. It's not an official meeting, so great. Yeah, I'm having my final coffee. You're probably having your first coffee, right? So we're yeah, like yeah. the coffee, the coffee yeah. uh, roller coaster, yeah. <laughs> Very true, yeah. And uh, my coffee intake, you know, since um, we just had a, a son, my coffee intake has gone up way more significantly. I think I now have a full-blown addiction. It's a problem. Um, I think I might. Have to, you know, so I'm going to I'm gonna have, gonna have to get a handle on it at some point. Uh, no one's judging you here, for sure. Um, well, I like to start off with a couple icebreakers. I did not warn you about these. So, um, you know, these are, these are off the cuff for anybody out there. But um, I like to ask a couple just to get to know you before we jump into the real content. So um, first question is, you know, what's a great, what is a uh, perfect Sunday look like for Tom? Kind of describe that Sunday morning. Like, what does that look like to you? Um, you know, if you're, if you're describing your perfect Sunday. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the opposite of the weekend is very different to the work day for me, for sure. So either perfect, the perfect Sunday is not waking up before a time that I won't even mention for sure. But, you know, just in time for lunch is all I could say, probably that's kind of a, a kind of a perfect one. If it could be matched with the smell of bacon at the same time, for me personally, <laughs> that'll be perfect. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely feeling like I've lost half my day. But truthfully, it's kind of, uh, I'm lucky I live near the beach here, actually, where I'm based. Um, so probably just kind of, taking a step back and chilling out in the summer right now is really hot, really nice. So just kind of taking a stroll on the beach, I guess that's the perfect Sunday to me. So I'm kind of uh, very, very different to what it was like when I was in my kind of like early 20s, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm vibing with it now. So I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm on the same page with you, you know, uh, I'll, I'll take an easy, easy going Sunday, you know, um, as well. Uh, I'll, I would also throw in at least, at least for me, I'm a huge sports sports fan. So um I love watching uh, like English Premier League soccer and or football. Um, and uh, I also love watching American football. So like Sundays for me, if I could, you know, have a nice leisurely morning like you described and then be able to flip on a soccer or football game, uh, that would be even like the icing on the cake for me. I'm like the anti-British person here. I'm probably the only Brit <laughs> outside of the country, actually, that uh, that isn't into football. Um, but but for sure, I can totally appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not living up to the British stereotype here. <laughs> um, all right, second question I like to ask, um, and this is actually a new, this is a newer uh, icebreaker for me, but I've really enjoyed the responses. So um, I'm keep, I'm going to keep it in the cycle. But um, who is like one person? that you follow today, um, kind of, uh, on LinkedIn or Twitter or any can be even outside of that. Who's somebody that you read, follow that you just feel like, man is so underappreciated or, you know, there's not a lot of people out there who kind of know who that person is, but you're like, those insights are great for the role you're in today or for life or for business lessons, whatever it might be. But who's that person, uh, who's that come to mind for you? That's a great question. And that is a tough one. My mind would go into a million places like that, actually. <laughs> uh, so for me, probably if I say follow, actually, it's going to be a weird one. Um, it's someone um, it's someone from the team, actually, um, over at a tool called another sub tool called AppCube. They're not famous. They're not anything. I won't embarrass them here. But um, but um, for sure, like I've got uh, somebody in a very, very similar role to mine, actually, um, who has been um, handling basically everything and trying to just work out the strategy from their side about how they fit in. They've got their ideas on everything, 
but you know how do they actually put that into the work um so it's one of the team over at Accus that'll love the uh, shout out for sure um but they've been bouncing from product marketing roles to customer marketing roles to lifecycle roles and now basically doing all of them and putting them under one job title so uh, typically for me, but it's funny, it's not someone that I follow actively in the terms of like, you know, they're posting all the time. The comments, the posts that they're posting on, that's always what I found. It's by those little hidden gems when you've got somebody who's, um, you know, bringing to your attention everybody else. So it's kind of a kind of a cheat because there isn't one person, but they're typically in the, wanting to, you know, find the same conversations and engage in the same kind of conversations for me. So it is a massive, it is a massive cheat for sure on your question. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, Maybe I can give you the, the, the idea of a person is somebody who is commenting on everyone else and things so you can lurk in the background and uh, yeah, learn, yeah. learn without having to engage. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, it's funny you mentioned AppQs too. I had the chance to meet <clears throat> Jonathan Kim, who was a founder of AppQs mm-hmm. um, at a conference a number of years ago. And he was super interesting um, of a person. He was kind of on the product side. You know, he's an engineer. He was at HubSpot for a long time. So he was just super, uh, he had super good stories and just kind of a, a person that you were gravitating towards. Like I was at the dinner table, like just, you know, like not even eating my dinner. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like all these stories are so good. Um, so yeah, I love AppQs too. They're, they're, they've built a good, um, good company over there. Uh, I'll give you mine just so, um, it's a person that I follow, Greg Eisenberg, who um, okay. is kind of a, he's into the community space. Um, he kind of creates a bunch of, um, I'll call them like, you know, kind of mini projects or mini community type things. And um, mm-hmm. he's always just got super interesting things to say. He's kind of um, got his hands in a couple of different pots around like he talks to people in B2B, he kind of talks to um, people who are doing like kind of boring businesses that you think you wouldn't think of like, um, self-storage and like other things that you would just wouldn't come across. But it kind of reminds me of the person you're describing of like finding somebody who's kind of in a bunch of different circles and they kind of, if you're in his feed on Twitter, you're kind of like, oh, wow, you're kind of getting a bunch of different everything. Um, so it's like, oh, one day it's a life lesson. One day it's like um, how to build a community. The next day it's about business. So um, anyways, you can give him give him a follow. He was, he's pretty good oh, for sure. me. I, I look at that all the time. Um, awesome. So I think our big topic today that we wanted to to chat through uh, together is just around um, kind of linking, you know, customer success and customer marketing. Um, and I think it sounds like, you know, at GetResponse, you've got a um, an interesting role um, as you've kind of got a, a couple of different things in the marketing side that um, that kind of, you know, report into you. But um, it's really around this idea. It, it sounds like of, you know, hey, how do we make sure that we're um, thinking about kind of messaging, positioning, brand? Um, and then we're kind of disseminating that through the right channels in the right way. And so how do you kind of think about customer marketing and in, in the lens that you're in today at GetResponse? Yeah, exactly. So I think I think the funny part, the lucky part, is like a step back actually for anyone that doesn't know is that we're fortunate enough that the SaaS tool that we work for in a product marketing team is uh, it's a marketing automation tool, email marketing tool. So, um, you know, we're using our product to actually do do the marketing. So it does help us a lot to understand our customer. That's a lot of pressure, by the way. It it's is a lot of pressure. pressure. Like you, you know, like if you if you mess it up, and it's like, well, you guys are you, you know, you are the uh, marketing automation experts, and like that that could go bad. Massively, yeah, massively, massively. It's a lot of pressure to know the tool to do it, but at the same yeah. time, we're taking it as a benefit. We're spinning it, making it seem great, but obviously, it's a lot of opinions as well, right? So, but I think we've kind of talked about it before a little bit that 
what we've done is um, under our lens, whatever you want to call it, customer kind of marketing, product marketing, they do fit under the same umbrella at GetRespond. So um, we're handling both the brand and the product positioning. We're trying to blend them as much as possible. And because of what I just said, because we're using it, we are, we are hopefully, I hope my colleagues will agree with me here, but um, we are seeing somewhat of the experts, people that come, the people that people come to, when you know they've got a problem within the product or you know they're suggesting a new feature they want to know if it's on the roadmap and they want to know uh, if we're selling this in the right way that kind of thing so because we're using it um we tend to be that 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 natural like kind of thought leader i guess here um and then because we're running all the kind of you know competitive analysis and stuff like that as well it just makes complete sense to say well how does this product that we're talking about that we're using how does it fit into how does it fit into the um how does it fit into the market basically so it, i think i hope basically just by that kind of example you can see that we are the thought leaders there the tough part to kind of answer your question a little bit more is how do we get that down to the other teams and i think what we found or what i found is you know when i first took on this role when i first started to you know have more of an impact on the strategy let's say customer marketing um increasing retention increasing activation that kind of thing for um, our users um I, I i started by building really good relationships like it seems like such a cop-out to say that this is probably one of the most important things that people have to do um, in marketing but in this kind of role where you're talking about your customers where you're owning the conversation about your customers the things that you know not only you but all your colleagues are basically working on day to day it's really important that you're listening to them, taking on their opinions, challenging their opinions, um, and, you know, finding new opportunities. So for me, in product marketing, it's kind of like a cliche for anyone that's, you know, listening in and, and, and working in product marketing that we, you know, we talk to everybody from sales to product to customer success leaders to, um, you know, our PR and brand team, like blah, 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 like all these different types of departments. Um, but the way that we found to kind of get that message down is to get at least one person from each of those departments to kind of really buy into us. And then, um, and then to, you know, start to implement strategies on their side that are pretty reliant on our, almost on our positioning and on the channels that we own. So a good example with this would be kind of, you know, how do we identify uh, what features our customers like and don't like and what they want to see in the future. And, you know, product can go out and they can build the product. They can, you know, run a survey, look at our NPS, kind of discover, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not enough data points. We then come to product marketing and it can go, okay, like, you know, I'm getting this feedback all the time from customer success. I'm getting this, I'm getting this feedback from our performance marketing team saying, this is what works, this is what doesn't. And I've also got first-hand feedback of optimizing all of our in-app tours and email marketing kind of automation flows and we can put that all together and we can you know we can we can hand over that information and it feels it feels solid and by doing that by kind of having that kind of connection we've kind of been able to you know build a positioning that already is aligned with the team before they've even read it because you know we've informed that they put it on the roadmap we know it's the case you know that everybody agrees here and that's how we try to do it in that way but at the same time just kind of having like um a framework that we look at all the time and um, going through, you know, not making it too complicated, basically just focusing on kind of what are the problems that exist for our customers and how do we resolve it? Kind of having that kind of like approach and the first thing that everyone thinks about um, and then having just super clear one-liners that everyone should be using, you know, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Just like when you're talking to the customer about the benefit of this, we know there are 400 benefits and we know that you're struggling to identify the best one to pitch to them, but just stick with this one-liner because it is tried and tested. It is, you know, it is in the roadmap. It is being mentioned when customers have problems. It is being promoted as a way to, you know, generate free trials for the tool. Um, it is being sold to in that way. So, yeah, yeah. But it's an ongoing battle. I think kind of like a big question, but it's like yeah, an ongoing yeah. battle There's for sure, yeah. 
Yeah, there's a couple of things that um, maybe I, I picked out. I was trying to pick out a couple of things that you were mentioning, right? So I think one is that you mentioned um, was this idea of, of kind of being the thought leader, right? Like uh, one of the best things that I feel like you can do for your customers is um, being the thought leader for um, their roles, right? And what them like what they're doing, right? So it's it's not only knowing your product and um, understanding how they're using it or implementing it, but it's also understanding, okay, what are the things that uh, a marketer is going through on a regular basis in a B2B company? And can we, from a thought leadership perspective, can we help them um, develop frameworks or strategies or other ways that will benefit them in their in their kind of day-to-day role, right? So that's kind of one thing I picked out is that being that thought leader is a really um, good angle to think about because uh, then you can be creating content that's not just for the or about the product and how they're using it, but about their role uh, and kind of what they're what they're going through on a day to day basis. It kind of creates that connection to you and the brand. Uh, it's kind of the first thing I picked out. Of what you were mentioning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we really recently ran an exercise, something that we like to do at least every six months to kind of identify what um, uh, what not just our team, not just the product marketing team, the lifecycle team, but actually the other team, what they actually think customers do with the tool because we have quite a lot of use cases as you say you know the average marketing manager can come in and they want to just you know run their email marketing through us they want to you know help qualify more leads for their sales team that sort of stuff but we actually wanted like real real use cases so kind of like you know how does a uh, you know how is a chef using our tool because we have that kind of you know level what kind of business and what are they actually doing and it was super interesting to just see the diversity from the different points of view the different places as to what people fixated on and in doing that, you know, we were able to say, well, actually, like, that's kind of funny. We've never, we don't even know. And it, you don't have to focus on it in the big picture, saying, yeah, but, but kind of laughing about the chef there, saying we should, you know, pivot all of our content to be for, for people who own restaurants. But it was interesting to see the the wideness, you know, like to be able to share that then with other teams and say, look how many people use our team. It's not just, you know, it, uh, yeah, yeah. Look how many people are using our tool, sorry. It's not yeah. just people, you know, who know what they're doing. And that's always like the thing that we are always laughing about. It's people who, you know, we're educating people who, just getting started people who are experts and they're all doing the same things and and when we're able to kind of put this together build some patterns that's how we you know petitioned ourselves into thought leader just by kicking those kind of things off but i like to think that by doing that we're also posing those questions almost on like a daily basis for the team you know how do i share this who do i share it to who's gonna i have this really good use case case study how am i going to get that out to everybody how am i going to get that to be in for you know how am i going to get that on our home page how are we going to really push this awesome use case we have and um yeah, yeah, that's just something that we started doing recently. And we saw the, um, yeah, we saw massive, massive win from that. It's, it's a really interesting way to learn a little bit more about your customers. Yeah, that's a cool example. The um, the second thing that I was picking up as you were talking um, too is that I think a lot of times people think about customer marketing as like um, what campaigns I'm sending to the customer. And a couple mm-hmm. of things that you picked out that like makes me think of like a broader a broader view is Hey, we're giving the teams ways that they can talk about the product, one-liners, uh, ways that they can describe it, you know, use cases. Like that all also is part of customer marketing too, which is like, hey, you know, we have um, a broader story that we all need to be aligned on, right? If somebody asks um, anybody in the business, like we should be able to have certain responses that we can, you know, they're not going to be word for word the same, but like our ethos, right, should kind of be similar in, in what we're talking about. And so uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because I think, Again, sometimes people just assume, okay, customer marketing, I just need you to send some emails out to the customers about the product and like what we're doing. Um, and really there's a little bit of enablement baked in. There's a little bit of this, hey, we gotta help 
help our customer teams know that story, understand it, learn it, um, pick up the verbiage, like be able to immerse themselves in these types of customer stories as well, because that's a part of uh, customer marketing is that we actually have um, customer success, implementation, support, um, professional services, whoever else, right? We've kind of got these teams that are all customer facing. That's actually a part of customer marketing as well. Like we need to enable yeah. them to tell the story in the right way. It's not just through campaigns that we can control, maybe through an automation tool or through in-product messaging or whatnot. So it's kind of the second thing I picked up uh, what you're saying. Yeah, like I'm thinking back to an example that I had recently with a tool that we're using quite a lot now um, to scale our onboarding tools and stuff like that, app queues. Um, and they had a great, great, um, uh, a, a kind of great approach to this customer marketing. Like right at the beginning, it kind of like they they were coming to us with ideas. It was something that we were doing on like a smaller scale. So we were sharing the, the kind of, as I was just saying before, we were sharing the problems we felt our customers had some ideas, you know, really pushing the case studies that we had. But they were actually coming to us with, Hey, look, I know like from talking to you or from, you know, seeing what you're doing, you're actually, um, I can, I can see that you would probably value from this additional little, you know, insight into your strategy. And it was massive for me because I think one of the things that we kind of can sometimes forget in this, this, this part of the marketing world and products and customer marketing is that there are a portion of, there are a portion of people that will sign up for your tool that don't know what they're doing, but actually kind of sometimes if they made it to your tool, if we're not naive about it, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We know that there are people who know what they're doing and what they're looking for is a solution that's going to offer them alternative solutions. And it doesn't have to be right now, right? It can be sharing with like, you know, those success stories from our other customers. Like I felt like your tool was just this, but actually you showed me that it's this. And this is what's helped me choose your tool over your competitor because, you know, you're going to enable me to do much more. And we talked in the past, it's like, you know, pretty popular to have a list of playbooks ready, you know, battle cards ready for your sales team and stuff like that. And I think this is kind of the stuff that I'm sharing with our sales team is these alternatives, you know, once they've got past the, you know, initial kind of verification stage, once we know that they're ready to buy, it's kind of teaching them, you know, these are other ways that our customers are using. These are the ways that we do it, you know, telling our customers, we use our tool, we see the value in it. We are doing, we are doing these, these are the results that we have from it. This might not be something that you've considered before. Um, especially when with like a massive kind of like edge case as well. And I think you're, 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 you're showing the value, you're increasing the ROI of your of your, of your SaaS tool if you're giving somebody strategy, right? So if you build strategy, if you give like, you know, sharing strategy into your customer marketing, I think, I mean, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to deliver? We're all listening to podcasts and uh, signing up for newsletters to find new ways to, you know, um, to impress the board or to, you know, find a new idea. I haven't thought about it before, and I think you know we have a lot of those stuck in the top of our heads. So we should we, we we should share them. We call them we call them pro tips. Actually, we have like a specific name for them now. It's just like pro tip, just like pushing out a tip to our customer that we feel like will really save their day or make their life easier. And um, depending on where you are, depending on where you're on the life cycle, depends on how much of a pro you have to be to get the pro tip done. So it could be a strategy, it could be helping. But um, yeah, we found those like really breaking yourself down sitting back and going what made my life easier today and then sharing it with a customer um, really helps yeah that that kind of goes along i think the maybe the third thing i was picking out is like that idea of strategy right so um and i think one one thing that we've tried to lean into and and think about is um customer success managers um even support reps like implementation right they're all they all are interacting with customers um on such a um daily basis that they have like an innate sense of like 
common challenges that happen and they don't think anything of it because they are going through that every single day, right? They kind of think, oh, just, you know, kind of another one. Um, but when you go ask them that question, they're like, oh, actually, yeah, there's a lot of customers who are asking us about X or Y, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, they're they're actually wondering about this. Um, and, and then you start saying, oh, like, like, how do you help them, right? What do you do? And they're like, oh, well, I I, um, I have this talk track that I give them, or I design this um, PowerPoint slide that I just, you know, use over and over. And so like the other thing that I just think about customer marketing, you kind of mentioned this along that strategy route is like a lot of times your teams are kind of filling in the gaps um, where kind of strategy lives. And uh, if you don't go ask the question of like, hey, what kind of things are you using and what kind of, what, how are you talking? Like, if you don't go ask that question, then like, you're never going to uncover something that then can be actually pushed out to almost all customers. Like, it's just like the case of like, Hey, they're, they're just going through their day to day. They're kind of, let's just say they built a slide on um, a use case or something or a best practice. They're just using that every day. And they're not thinking twice of like, Oh, this could go impact Mm -hmm. all of our customers. Right. But if you come in and ask the question, Oh, cool. Now we can turn that one slide into, um, a cool campaign where we've got, you know, um, a couple minute video where we, you know, voice over the slide and we talk through how to go implement this best practice, or we turn it into, um, you know, a social post, we turn it into um, a blog article. Like there's just so many other avenues that you can um, kind of present to the customer um, if you go ask your teams. And so I think, you know, um, a lot of times I think what tends to happen is that you go to your teams and you say, Hey, do you want to help us create content? And it's like this big, scary thing to them. Cause they're like, well, I'm not a content creator. I'm a CSM or I'm a support person. Like, and I have a full-time job, but like, if you kind of flip the question to be like, Hey, what are the things that you're using in your day-to-day life right now um, that you're helping customers with? Then they all of a sudden, like out of the woodworks, they have all these, you know, decks, Google docs, uh, whatever else. And you're kind of like, Oh, that's all usable stuff that we can then turn into content. And we can kind of sift through on the customer marketing side to see if it turns into something. So that's just another piece that I was, um, I think just diving into that strategy element that you mentioned that I think about quite a bit is, is how do you turn kind of the goodness of what your teams are already doing into something that can go impact all your customers. Yeah, exactly. How do you reuse things, basically, right? Which is something that we all need to do, which is, you know, massively important, not reinventing the wheel, not feeling like every single campaign, every single campaign needs to be something brand new. It doesn't need to be revolutionary. It just needs to be, you know, what the customers want to achieve. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, super cool insight there. Yeah. Um, so what when you think about customer marketing right now, kind of um, amongst your teams, are there certain metrics or things that you're looking at as, okay, yeah, we're getting... The right engagement. Um, oh yeah, we're engaging this many customers. Um, or hey, you know, we're we're kind of. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what's for you when you think about the customer teams, uh, customer marketing? You know, what are some of the ways that you um, start to look at? You know, are we making the right impact? Are we kind of um, pushing the needle needle in the right area? Are there certain kind of metrics or outcomes that you're you're hoping to impact with that customer marketing function? Yeah, so I think I think if we if we move away from like specific specific KPI metrics, whatever to call them, like if we're talking about the kind of like softer stuff, the stuff we're hoping to see, stuff that helps us know that we're making the right kind of movement is when we see that um, the feedback that we're getting from our customers, positive or negative, is on the right topic. So for us, it's like you know we we are a um, we are we are a, 
a, a stack of marketing tools and you can't ever get response you're getting you're getting a lot of marketing tools you're gonna get email marketing is the thing that we're good at you know it's the thing that we we help our customers achieve you know really solid email marketing campaigns and um and, and we help them kind of you know um build out the kind of sophisticated marketing automation uh, flows and if we see that the conversation even if it's negative you know, or even if it's you know critical whatever you want to call it um if it's all on that rather than you know um on something else then we know that we're doing a good job because the conversation the way that you know the types of customers that we're kind of acquiring the um the conversations that you know, the conversations that we're kicking off in their own head the problems they're having with the tool um are all coming um are all coming from the right angle we know we're doing the right job and then you know obviously from that we're building out better experiences we're learning from it we're building out more education being more focused so that's one kind of softer stuff for us we we have this kind of approach as well, just being super, super transparent. We make feedback really easy for teams. We're a 100% remote company. So we don't have the benefit of being able to just like, you know, chat over coffee in the coffee room or yeah, whatever yeah. in the kitchen and like share ideas. Everything has to be done, you know, kind of in a formal way, but there's no way on earth we could have a meeting about every piece of feedback from our customers. So we're all doing it async, Slack channels, that sort of stuff. Um, and if we can see the topic is the same, I'm usually pretty happy with that, but kind of, I guess on the more kind of like stricter, um, what are we, what are we watching for us? It, it's very clear. It's, it's just activation of what we're talking about. So for us, it's like most of the time we'd want customers to, you know, take the action that we're talking about. So sending an email most of the time, you know, like something like that, like taking a playbook that we've shared with them and, and actually actioning it out. And we're really, really keen on measuring that we use, um, with like we use a lot of tools like amplitude to be able to do that. We're able to send the kind of data from all of our main channels that we're managing, um, to make sure that we're doing that. But we see that as a success. If we got the customer to do what we wanted them to do, right. Because, um, that's pretty much the reason why we're, you know, filling their inbox with email and guiding them. So for us, it's, it's, it's activation, but the long-term goals that we've had is just to see, um, you know, how often retention, but how often the customers are logging in, you know, are our channels, but in general, are our, you know, customers, are they logging in often? We want to obviously see that we have lots of, lots of customers that stay with us, but actually we know that the most valuable customers where we're really able to make an impact is when we can get people to constantly come in, take an action um, to be successful with your, you know, whatever kind of marketing campaigns you're running, we get response. And um, you do need to log in and, you know, we offer a lot of automated solutions. We offer a lot of ways to, you know, keep your business online 24 seven. We offer a lot of ways to take the hard work off. But I do think that, you know, we are looking to see whether people are coming in optimizing you don't have to be changing just coming in optimizing taking on board some of the uh, use cases that we presented to them trying to implement our strategy so the easiest way for us to measure that is most definitely um you know uh, making sure that we've got an eye on retention and um and looking at um specific kind of cohorts um and seeing whether there are differences in them as well we use a kind of uh, where we can we try to use a kind of and if you're aware of it, it's got a, like flywheel segmentation kind of like you know, putting our customers into four cohorts, kind of like beginners, advanced, making sure they're product qualified and um, and seeing, you know, are there major differences in the activation rates of these customers? Is that okay? Is that historically something that we've seen success? You know, making sure that if we're getting them to log in, then um, are they, you know, the bottom line is like, are they bringing more money into the, are they bringing more money into the business? Are they are they growing with us? It's an important part of our success is that our customers also grow with us as well. And in our respect, that growing their contact list. So if we see that, you know, we've got people that for one reason or another are cancelling or churning out, it's because they probably didn't, they probably weren't able to grow with us easy. And then we're either 
relaying that feedback back to um, you know ourselves to increase our education. In, in, we're, we're you know reminding ourselves, uh, reminding our teams that are you know more top of the funnel to be acquiring customers that are. Uh, at, at a specific stage, you know, where they want to grow um, or, you know, feeding out to product that maybe we need to create more intuitive solutions that help our customers grow and that we need to kind of look at this feature and this feature. And uh, it's usually pretty obvious for us, to be honest with you. Like, it sounds like I'm kind of um, just picking at it and like waving a magic wand and it all works. But truthfully, when you've got all these kind of like, you know, feedback loop coming in when you're able to look at the data in that way, uh, it's pretty clear for us. So yeah, activation, that's what what I'm always pushing with the team. Um, but we do a lot of stuff. There's a weird one that we go with, actually, that we've noticed is um, the, the speed of engagement for us. So we have channels that are in apps, like we use a change log. And we, we're always looking at that first, that first day of engagement. And if it's really fast, if when we push, even if it's a small feature, when we push that feature out to our customers, let them know it's the speed of that engagement. Yeah, it, it's, it's something that, like, at the beginning, we just didn't really pay much attention to you like ah vanity metric we're pushing it out to them but actually we noticed that it, it had a massive effect on um on activation um so we knew our customers were adopting the tool a lot quicker and a lot more of them were adopting it if they were doing it quicker um, and that helped us what we would do usually we'd have like an example of a feature that was essential we got feedback on we don't not developing things for no reason but we didn't know it would have the impact that it would have um we released uh, kind of shutterstock um integration that gave our customers access to over two million stock images and um, we were like you know this is cool it's impressive but we don't know how our customers will perceive this one we were open to kind of learn a little bit more about it um, and the, we knew it was going to be a winner immediately, and we were just sharing this with all the teams, um, whoever wanted to hear it, basically, that this was going to be something big. And we saw that the users adopted it really, really quickly because when we pushed it out to them, we had, you know, the hundreds of likes that we were looking for immediately, the, you know, the thumbs up, the clicking through to actually do it, the drop, you know, dragging and dropping it into their thing. So, yeah, speed of engagement is a funny one, one to look out for, I think, if you've got the channels that can do it. Um, it's not something that's as easy with email marketing to do, but certainly, you know, you're in app channels, um, those sorts of things. Yeah. Have a look at the speed. You'll get a pretty good idea whether people are were waiting for it. Right. Yeah. The, um, it's super interesting the speed one. The, um, the other thing that I've, I've also tried to get our teams to think about, um, for customer marketing as well is, um, you know, again, I think this goes back to maybe one of the earlier comments we were talking about in terms of kind of strategy and thinking outside of your product sometimes is that, uh, we also can have and send emails with kind of no call to action, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. uh, even just getting them to open the email, if we had like a really good insight or something that was like strategy related in there uh, is also like a win too. So I've also tried to get, because uh, I think similar to you, um, we've kind of looked at, okay, how do we drive like engagement as like our kind of main uh, metric. And so we would measure engagement, whether it's in product or in app, um, as well as like some email stuff, you know, and, and trying to get them to download certain um, potentially kind of certain strategy decks or things that we're sending. So we kind of look at that um, definitely, you know, and then making some changes or um, adoption in the product. But I also think um, I've been trying to get them just to think a little bit too of, hey, you know, um, it's almost like the adage of like, uh, you know, if you kind of keep hitting them with the same thing of like, hey, here's a call to action. I need you to go do this and the tool will do this, do this, do this. Um, they're going to like start to like tune it out, right? Like, oh, I'm always having to go do something in the tool. Um, and so I was, you know, just, just to try and every once in a while, right? Like, hey, let's change it up a little bit. Let's just give mm-hmm. them something of value in their inbox, kind of like the new newsletters of today, kind of, uh, you know, hey, let's just give them like one nugget that kind of lives in their inbox. And if they open it, that's a great win for us. Like that means they, you know, they opened it, they read it. Um, that's like a, a huge win. So 
Um, I think that's another interesting one that we've looked at. The um, the other thing that I was going to mention that uh, you were talking through earlier that just seems super um, kind of super interesting, you know, around this idea of um, like speed and, and kind of looking at some of these metrics is how how are you kind of convening the team to look at those? Is it like looking together kind of like are you um, like how do you think about kind of bringing together the team to like look at and kind of visualize those types of things together um, it would be kind of the first first question. And then um, mm-hmm. I have a follow up for the cohort thing you mentioned earlier, too. So sure, I'll jump in with that first question. It's it's tough, right? It's tough because we've got a lot to do all the time. So staring at data all the time doesn't really make sense. We do a we do a um, we try to be, you know, as um, I don't know the right word for it, actually, call it like as async as possible. So I'm encouraging the team to, you know, even just use tools like Zapier to get notified when things are going well, you know, to um to make it something that just you know buzzes in the background if you hear if you hear enough things within a one hour period you know pretty much that you're doing something good if you're seeing you've got 400 slack notifications on the day that you've released a new um feature to our customers you know you're doing a good job um but we 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 try and it's something that you know we're definitely not perfect that i wouldn't say it's something that we'd like to be perfect that but um we are using tools we are making sure that we have tools that are available analytics that are available that just update in real time by themselves it doesn't require too much uh, it doesn't require um you know too much in the way of us coming in uh, adding the UTM in there, doing a little search, like our reports, like we're using tools like Amplitude and making sure that all of our channels that we're using are in there. It's always, a, it's a key. It sounds like a really silly thing to say in marketing to say that you need to be able to analyze your, the effect of your, your kind of what you're doing. But there are elements of customer marketing that I think, as you said before, that you can just take a win on the fact that, you know, you put something in front of your customers and that you got 20% of them to open it. I think that's okay, but it's just kind of like, yeah, for these kind of things I was talking about before, like for us, definitely it just, um, I think it's just ingrained that, you know, it's exciting. It's, you know, our, when you create something, there is that buzz when customers actually, you know, like it, uh, it validates yourself. Um, maybe I'm really, really fortunate with the team I've got. They are a great bunch and that they are really into what they're doing. Uh, they are really, really passionate. But yeah, yeah, I'm trying to encourage them to, you know, basically set up situations in which they will get notified that, um, you know, that I'm encouraging other teams to participate in that conversation. We send all of our feedback from our, from, from most of our channels, actually, when we get even like replies to our emails, uh, our onboarding emails, um, comments on new features that we launched. And we send all of those automatically to customer success, but we don't bypass the rest of the company. So we add them to a Slack channel where uh, everybody can see them. And the whole company's in this Slack channel where they can see all the feedback coming in. Um, because we're giving something of marketing, customer success are actually coming as well and giving feedback uh, to us on our campaigns or giving feedback that we can then convert into our campaign. Say, okay, well, that's because of us, right? That's why they're saying that because we pitched that in our last email. Um, so that's how we're like measuring the feed. But truthfully, truthfully speaking, um, it's just probably the tools that we're using. We're using Beamer as an example for our uh, our change log, and we're able to just pretty much go in and look at where the spikes are in the in the right moments, right? So, um, and you know, it's it's hard when you're implementing a new channel, but it's um, yeah, it's really important. I just think when you're when you're doing these things, you should be always thinking, and this sounds really silly, but you should always be thinking of how am I going to answer that question of how fast the people liking our tool or you know um, yeah that's that's something you should be asking yourself am i going to be able to analyze this am i going to be able to see the impact immediately i think it's personally i think it's really really important to do that yeah yeah the um the other piece that i was just going to um ask real quick too and kind of uh, i know we've got just a, a few minutes here but um mm-hmm. no I, I think people all often think about segmentation in a very static way like oh we're segmenting based on let's just say it's like 
SMB versus enterprise, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, here's how much they pay us today. And so it's kind of like this, I think people think of like segmentation as like a once a year exercise of like, <laughs> oh, cool. We segmented our customers. Here's what we do. Um, and I've always just believed and tried to implement with my teams, like a, uh, a little bit more of a nimble approach, right? Hey, let's kind of, we're, we're doing almost like micro segments for different campaigns, right? So, hey, we have something that's going out. Let's kind of segment customers in this way. And it doesn't mean we're changing the entire segmentation for the company. And like, we're changing the way we think about customers and segments of like the market and how we're going to market. But like for our customers, sometimes mm-hmm. that is the right approach because, you know, we might have, we might be releasing a tool that really matters to um one industry over another or you know certain industries that kind of mimic each other well let's bucket those industries together and the other industries that we don't think are going to use it you know as the non-industries and like you know so like that and then let's do it a different way the the next time so just i don't know it's interesting you kind of mentioned you know thinking about segments or cohorts in a different way so um is there is there like a one-way fits all approach for you or do you kind of think about it in like that's that kind of um kind of malleable approach over time no, I think for sure. I mean, it's hard not to, you know, call your customers paid and free trials, right? It's really hard not to be like, these are the people and to exactly as you said, like, these are the enterprise customers. Like, it is hard not to do that. And you shouldn't necessarily not do that. Like, it's important that you've got the kind of big overarching segments and that you're talking to the right people and you understand where they are in their journey and that kind of thing. But I think within them, for sure, I would 100%. That's exactly the approach we have. We I'm always the kind of advocate for ignore the vanity metric, stop thinking that you need to have 1,000 attendees at your webinar. Really think about, you know, how many of these am I going to convert? It's okay to have 20 people there if you know that, you know, 75% of them will convert at the end. You can tailor what you're doing. You can get a higher ROI from what you're doing if you're actually tailoring it to the needs of the people. And everyone in the industry is talking about personalization. And we think of personalization, right, it's just, you know, adding a first name into something or making something kind of uh, you know, just like feel like you're emailing the customer or reaching out to the customer directly. But I think segmentation fits into this as well, right? Getting really personalized with the experience. And customers will know it. They're not silly, right? They'll 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 know that you're joining and, you know, they're they're logging in today and this was made for them because they did something. Because if it's if it's appropriate to them and where they are in the journey, then they they're more likely to they're more likely to, you know, not click that X button and ignore it. They're gonna take the action that you're pushing. For us, we just we've always kind of, I guess, the term we've used is just product qualified. It's product qualified within the segment. So there we have, and probably, yeah, we're looking at this not as often as we should do, but we're definitely looking at it, you know, more than once a year and looking at what makes this group of customers really successful and can we create patterns within them, not thinking that people who use, you know, our email marketing tool, they may not need to use our webinar tool and that is okay. But people who do use our webinar tool, you know, can we teach them something new that will help them get more out of that, more out of that tool? And that's important to not be, you know, talking to the wrong group of people. So yeah, I definitely agree. You have to be, we are always, always, always trying the more segments we have, the better, but that is hard work. That is, there's no lie about it. It is, it is probably the hardest part to do that to, um, you know, and you've got to be able to take some hits as well, take some losses and say, you know, yeah. it just didn't work, but um, yeah, for sure. So I 100% agree with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, I know uh, we just sprinted toward the end. Towards the end here, um, <laughs> so just to you know, just to recap, it was uh, it's cool listening to you know how you think about the approach of customer marketing, kind of how it fits into the kind of overarching kind of marketing team messaging. How you're thinking about using that at Get Response. We kind of then hit on um, just some examples of some of the key metrics and ways that we kind of look at 
you know, pushing out certain types of um, campaigns and things to customers, um, a little bit about segments at the end. So um, super cool. I appreciate this. Um, but, you know, Tom, if, they, if people want to find um, more about you or more about GetResponse, like where where should they go? Where, where are we sending them today? We'll send them to, right to the website. I think that's the fairest one for sure. We send directly to GetResponse.com. And actually, without, without, you know, jumping on too crazy of a pitch, I'll just say if you pretty much want to do the things that I was talking about today. <laughs> it, it get responses like that. <laughs> Sounds cheesy, but get response is the right tool to do it for sure. You know, if you are communicating with your customers, if you want to be able to, you know, dive into the things that we were talking about with how to segment your customers in an appropriate way and do it in an automated way. You can do all of that with get response for sure. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll just, I'll leave it at that, but get response.com is the right place to go to. It's pretty, pretty simple. You can find me on LinkedIn if you, if you're, can't remember that one then it's just my name tom barigree uh it is difficult to spell though so that's why probably better to pitch get response um but um yeah yeah definitely definitely if you want to you want to have a successful customer marketing campaign you want to run your onboarding flows definitely definitely check out get response for sure perfect yeah we'll uh, we'll make sure and link those in the description uh, of what we have so uh, this is super fun Tom, I enjoyed getting to uh, to talk to you today, and uh, hope yeah, you know hopefully you're hopefully you're signing off um, for the day, and then you know I hope you get to enjoy your Sunday on the beach um, here. <laughs> yeah, and good luck with your son as well. It, it was just I'm sorry. I just totally, yeah, yeah, yes, totally, uh, yes, it was, uh, yeah. Yep, our son. Yeah, you did mention it. Um, son, yeah, yeah uh, getting you know I've got uh, about two two and a half weeks of work left, and then I'm I'm off for about six weeks of a. Um, Kind of a paternity leave that I got to go, you know, spend some time with him. So um, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be the longest I haven't worked since graduating college, which is shockingly a long time ago. And also, <laughs> when I say that out loud, like that's wild. You know, it's crazy to think we don't get summer. You know, we don't get summers off like we did back in uh, in grade school. So uh, yeah, it'll be nice, sure. yeah, nice to spend some time with him for sure. Yeah, and no, I can imagine that super exciting time. Congratulations once again. That's awesome. Thank you. Nice. Alrighty, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah, catch you later, Jeff. Cheers. Alrighty, bye. Hey, everybody. Jay here. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. You know, this started as a labor of love for Jeff and I a couple of years ago, and it's really turned into a movement around customer success and community, and we couldn't be more thrilled to be a part of it. Um, we grow this by word of mouth, so we'd, we'd love it if you're willing and you find value in what you hear on this podcast. Leave us a rating or a review on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help us grow and, and provide value to more customer success professionals. Also, if you haven't yet, please sign up for Gain, Grow, Retain, the online community. It's gaingrowretain.com. You can meet other people, make one-on-one -on -one connections, share ideas, ideas, get ideas, grow your career ultimately. Um, be on the lookout also for live events, both in person and virtual this year. We're excited to get back to that. And thanks for being part of the community. We look forward to talking to you soon.